Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey guys! Yep, it's Friday! Woo! Donna and Steve in the house! Yeah! Howie Roberts for hour one! Hey everybody! We did it! We made it! We made it! Another week! And I'll tell you what, we have put together a really wonderful Friday program for you. I think so. Because we know that you've been with us all week. Here's what we're going to do today. Groundbreaking. Today at 1030, we're going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Today at 1130, on Fridays, we do the Slow Jam, where Rocco finds something dumb that we did during the week. Correct. Puts it at half speed and really shines a spotlight on our stupidity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be doing a little look back at Jack Nicholson, who's 86. Yes. Some Having a his- birthday. Best performances. We'll have some fun with him. We got Eddie. Yeah, Van we'll take Halen. your calls. Yeah, News. we got all sorts. We've of got stuff. a David Bowie trailer uh, that we might listen to. Post Malone topping a list. Like I think maybe the coolest list. If you're a music artist, this might be the coolest list to be on top of. We'll tell you about that. It's great. What do you want us to do? I know, right? Hey, listen. And this uh, big story today: criminal charges against Alec Baldwin have been dropped. Um, that is the involuntary manslaughter charge against him for fatally shooting Rust cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Um, That charge has been dropped. It doesn't necessarily mean prosecutors think he's innocent. They said they found new facts that demand further investigation and forensic analysis. And with a preliminary hearing that was supposed to come up on the 3rd of May... They wouldn't have had enough time to conduct that investigation. But what once it's done, they can refile okay. those charges against him. Uh, and so far, there's been no charge uh, or I'm sorry, no change in the charges against the um, armorer, Hannah Gutierrez Reed. And then in the meantime, production resumed. Now, they, on moved, the set. they moved out of New Mexico. They moved their production up to Montana. Right. Not sure if that was a, a logistical thing or if that was a psychological thing. Of let's, sure, let's go somewhere else. Let's sort Different of try set. to yeah. fresh start this thing. Yeah, just I'm, such a weird story. I just can't believe they're continuing with this film. N- n- neither can I. Um, it it must have meant a lot to Helena Hutchins. Right, that's my only way of thinking that this is why they move forward. I feel I I I, I might I don't want to misquote. Alec Baldwin, but I feel like initially after there was some chatter and it was like, of course, we're not moving forward with the movie. Like, no, right. but then they yes. have some time and, you know, you grieve and time passes. And then so perhaps this is a way to honor her. Right. But it feels like it will it be a tough set to be on, that there's always kind of a heaviness there. I fast forward to will they do any press ahead of the movie? You got to promote the movie, right? If you've been putting so much effort into they it. They might not need to. Could argue that. I mean, yeah, that's an interesting 
question because you're not going to have Alec Baldwin do press. He's not going to sit down with 40 journalists. Hi, this but is right. Tamara from St. Louis. Might. Yeah. Think Holly. of the boldness yeah. in which Alec Baldwin conducted himself immediately after yeah. this accident, sitting down with George Stephanopoulos. You make an excellent point. I could see him doing some press, but to do the the gaggle of 40 different reporters meeting him at the Beverly while Hilton. there's an investigation going on that has to do with you. And, it, <laughs> you know? and then what happens is sometimes at these junkets, you can get a word from the studio reps who are working right outside of the door. And they say, just so you know, no questions regarding the case or no questions regarding Helena Hutchins, whatever. And, and then, then everybody's going to variably. Like, ah. Everybody, they get their four minutes, they do their three and a half minute interview, and then you're getting the wrap it up sign yes. over in the corner. And you yes. say, you ask your roundabout indirect question mm-hmm. about this, right. and then Baldwin gets taken away, you know, yeah, pulled out off. of there. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Could be, be kind of wonky. That. Hey, by the way, in other, um, in other news, we have. A possible writer's strike that is getting more and more likely if yeah. you read the tea leaves and certainly read the trades. Today, there was a write-up in a Variety about the Directors Guild Association reminding their members that they have a no-strike clause in place through June 30th. So the Writers Guild strike, if they decided to strike, and I believe the other day they did a vote uh, and had like 97, almost 98% of their members voted in favor of of authorizing a strike if things didn't change. That writer's strike could happen as soon as May 2nd. Oh, wow. Wow, so that's here okay, yeah, a week or so. A, a week and a half. A week. And I guess the first quarter, since there have been rumblings about this for months, and now it's getting louder and louder, the the productions in Los Angeles, TV and movie productions, have really slowed during the first quarter of this year, and they mm-hmm. assume it might be bracing for, but if the writers decide to step out midway through the production, whatever. But they're talking to the Directors Guild Association because some of the DGA members are also members of the Writers Guild, the WGA. Right. And so they're trying to get through all of this stuff and who they can ask Ugh. to come through the picket line and who they can't. The last time we went through this was more than a decade ago. You'll remember... Uh, late shows, tonight shows, all that stuff. A lot of reality TV was watched. Yes, during indeed. that time, and yes. shows that were on had to kind of write their own stuff and right. do, do workarounds to honor the writers, but also to honor their contract with their employers and stuff like that. Yeah. So, wow, what a mess! We'll see what comes of that. I don't want to get involved in a labor dispute. It just feels like a lot I know, of work. Right? There used to be this space, uh, that one town over from us, that for the first couple years that I lived there, there was always a giant banner outside of it and at least two or three people just hanging there every day, striking. I know, and you feel so guilty crossing a picket line. Like, I remember when I was a kid, we had to... My mom needed a thermometer and to get some Tylenol at this one store in our town that everybody went to. I think it was called Two Guys. Two guys. And they were picketing. And my mom was like crossing and they were all like, come on. And she's like, I'm sorry. I have a sick kid. I need a thermometer. It's, but you do feel really bad. Yeah. Because what do you do? I mean, You're the nurses scab. strike, you know, you got to. Yeah. What if you need medical attention? It, it's, what are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I hope they figure that out. Uh, real quick. I have a furry friend at my house right now. Guess what her name is? 
I'm trying to think. Uh, 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 Cheryl. Lauren. Lauren? Her name is Lauren. Lauren. Steve says, or I would say Lauren. Oh, Donna. <laughs> she's just a cutie pie, a little, she's a beautiful gray um, pit bull who's just like 40-something pounds. And she How is, old? I think about a year. Okay. She's so, about a year old, so she's got some energy. Okay, but eh, past the pure, pure puppy phase, but yes. still... You know, she's like a year, year and a half. And so what do you think she's just kind of sleeping right now at your house? I'm hoping because she's she's <laughs> I created a little compound. Oh. There's dog beds. There's a crate that I didn't lock her in yeah. because she doesn't like it. And I didn't want her to bark until she had no voice. I've blocked off food. I've put her like people food. Then I have put her food in the garage. I'm trying to do safeguard the whole area. I don't know how she's going to do. I might come back to. A complete disaster. The garbage is empty. I tried to do everything, but she's a sweet little girl and she's um, available for adoption. And what we'll do is I'll have Mike put up her the link to her bio. Oh, she is playful, affectionate, eager to please, intelligent, <laughs> even-tempered, gentle, goofy, good in the car, Thanks, and Holly. plays with toys. Yeah, she loves her toys. She's got a little wiggle butt. And She's that's sweet. just what Holly derived just from looking at the picture. Well, they did write the description <laughs> oh, on oh, the page. Okay. I, I'm not that clever. I was so <laughs> impressed. I was oh, so impressed. Oh, and you know what? They're, oh, my goodness. How long is she with you, Donna? Oh, just for the week. Just for um, the week. So okay. what happens is in this uh, rescue group, when you have a foster, when you're fostering and you're going on vacation or something, that foster can only be left with another foster in the system. So I'm just temporary fostering her for a week. So anyway, um, we'll link this up for you in about an hour. Okay. I gotcha. Um, In the meantime, when we come back, I tried something yesterday that I've heard people talking about and I tried it and I have two words, holy and crap. I'll tell you what I did yesterday before I went out for a night on the town. Tell you about that. When we return, it's Don and Steve on my talk. On a first fire credit union. Um, I got to tell you, I know you've probably heard about free checking. I want to tell you this is truly free checking. It's not a thing of the past. Not at Spire anyway. Uh, You can enjoy no monthly maintenance fees, free bill pay, e-statements, a Spire debit card. Plus, you can even manage your finances on the go if that's what you prefer. And Spire's signature Visa credit card, by the way, it earns you rewards but also gives back a quarter percent to the community with every purchase. Spire's got 22 locations all over the place. I'm sure you've seen the billboards for them. They've got their latest uh, location in Golden Valley and they have been in the people helping people business since 1934. I love their staff. They're friendly. They're experienced. They'll take care of you and make it super easy for you too. Uh, Here's what you do. Go to myspire.com to learn just how simple it is to open a free checking account. $100 minimum opening deposit required. Inspire is insured by NCUA. Welcome back. Happy Friday. It's us, Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. So, Steve, you tried something trendy or what? Something Yeah, it's new? trendy. Not new to me. Not new to the internet. If you've been following any social media for the last, let's say, year, at some point you've seen someone say, I'm going to do a cold plunge, and I'm going to sit in this oh. ice bath, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, and then they have those cryogenic 
box things that you go in yes. for a certain length of time. Yeah, and there's supposed to be all sorts of good things. Now, I'm impressionable. You know this. I do. You're impressionable. I'm a little I'm impressionable. impressionable, too, yeah. And I like the I the try to pretend thing. I'm not. So, um, just the other day, somebody said, I was like, what's going on here? And they were like, I'm doing cold showers. And I was like, okay, tell me about it. Every shower ends cold. Okay, I feel like I saw Mark Consuelos talking about this. I didn't want to name drop, but he, okay. he, he was talking about it the other day on the show. And yeah. then when I was chit-chatting with him before we shot something the other day, I was like, what's going on? You're looking great. And he said, I'm doing these cold showers. They're great. Love cold showers. My trainer said, do them. Here's why. It's this. It's this. He said, I'm hardly drinking any coffee. I like skip coffee in the morning now. I just have espresso later in the afternoon. Uh, well, mood boost. Okay. Immunity boost. All this kind of stuff. Skin. Skin. The whole thing. Okay. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. So yesterday I was going out on a, you know, on the town and I thought I took my normal shower. And then at the end I set an alarm on my phone for one minute (gasps) and I turned the water to one minute's a long time. You are dang right. It is. I set it and I turned it to full cold. I didn't, I didn't gradually do it. I went full cold. Holy crap. It was so Cold. I just kept going, and I tried to do like the, they, they say you got to breathe through it, because naturally you want to go, <gasps> when you get cold, and then you start doing <sighs> shallow breaths. That's what's bad. That's called hyperventilating, everybody. Mino like uh, so uh, far. Or what, what do they call it when you die of cold? Um, uh, hypothermia? Hypothermia. Set again. And so I was trying to do <sighs> deep breaths. That's how you can like help to slow and control your breath. And so I started trying to do that, but holy shnikes, was it cold. I, it was on my chest. It was on my back. It was on my head. It was on my face. Freezing. Now I will say this. I did walk out of there feeling pretty alert, as you would <laughs> if you neared death. Right. I felt pretty alert. Also, I don't know. They say it helps with your hair. It can help with your skin. It can help reduce inflammation. You know, cold can do that. I like that part. Um, lymph flow. It, it can help. It can help your lymphatic system, which helps carry out waste from your cells. Blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. I got out of there, though. Here was a little thing that I liked. I looked in the mirror and I thought, boy, my eyes are very white. You think that's a result of the cold? I don't know. I don't know if there's maybe a circulatory thing that happens there. That then there's like a rush of, I don't know. I don't know what's working, but it, anecdotally, I looked in the mirror and thought, well, look at you. Look at these well, eyes. Look at you you, you sexy son of a gun. I'm, I, don't, I, I do okay, want to okay, try it again. I'm going to try it again. This kind of, so I try to do that just to my face in the morning. And that's good. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. When I'm like washing my face, I'm like, I'm just going to blast this cold. Yeah, you yeah. do the Joan Crawford. I was just going to say that in a bowl <laughs> of ice. Yes. So Joan Crawford apparently did this every morning. Okay. She would... Sh- Stick her face in a bowl of ice water. Okay. Literal ice. Yes. And water every single morning. Wow. So maybe there is something to it. Maybe she knew something. She was very beautiful. Um, yeah, they say that there are some like stress reduction um, 
increases your energy. Uh, it, I can it, sti- see that. it stimulates a rush of blood through your body that helps shake off the lethargy. Uh, they also say it can help moment, not momentarily, but let's call it momentarily, it, to increase your metabolism and fat burn. Okay. Because your body starts to quickly work to try to get the heat of your body back up. Oh, and so it starts I can, I get like that. double time Tybo style. So I'll tell you what I don't like about this story. Okay. One minute. I don't like that part. If you said 20 seconds, I'd say I'm in. One minute. That is a long time when you're doing something that you do not enjoy. I chose a minute. There are some articles that say even if you can just work your way up to 30 seconds at the end of a shower, start with 10 seconds, then and you can gradually go from hot to cold. Um Mark said he did it for several minutes, Mm-mm. and he said he was when he was telling the story. He said, um, "You'll always like Kelly can hear him getting into the shower in the morning because so it's like, whoa, ha, ha. <laughs> and I was making noise. I'm so glad Lou didn't walk in. There was a minute consecutive of noise coming from me. I'm just, wow. Oh, okay. Oh. I wonder what she thought slowly. you were doing in there. <laughs> Gross. I don't know. There was a lot of noise. It was it was intense. Great. Are you anyway, going to be doing this again? I think I'm going to try it again. Okay. I didn't have the guts to try it this morning, and I didn't. I, I thought, how could you do this during the winter in Minnesota? Oh, when you're yeah. so PO'd at the deep yeah bone chill and cold that we get. You just walk outside, right? You just walk outside. Go make a snow angel. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. Some people do that. They just like lay down in the snow. Yeah, wasn't it you who said that even if you just go outside in the morning yes. for like no just matter a few the minutes. temperature, they say one of the best things you can do is quickly expose yourself to bright light if you want to wake up quicker. Right. Quickly expose yourself to bright light. The sunlight is the best, but any bright light, I suppose. And then to step outside and do even just a minute of like breathing in like pure oxygen yeah. from the outside. Yeah, I, I think there's there's really something to that. Me likey. Me like you that too. So I, I, uh, if anybody has tried the cold shower thing or done the cold plunges, you know Tony Robbins, that that crazy man, Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. He has that little hyperbaric like tube of water that just fits a Tony Robbins sized person. So he goes outside of his house and in his yard, there is essentially a garbage can in the ground, more or less. Oh, got it. And okay. it's set to some really cold temperature, and then he plunges in there and does it every day. And he can walk on fire, Donna. Oh, good for him. Now, sometimes the people that come to his conferences attempt to do it and get sent to the hospital with Correct. what are known as burns medically. <laughs> but Ever still, heard of them? <laughs> pretty impressive. Right. Um, now, I did that last night before I went out. I want to tell you where I went. I can't wait. Uh, tell you who we bumped into. I can't believe you went out. I went out. It was only a nine-minute drive. That this helped. had to be work-related. Some people would say I was pressured into it. Details now. I'm so excited for spring and summer knowing that cabin season at my place means no hard or rusty water. It means clean, clear, soft water, all thanks to Aquarius Home Services. They installed my non-electric Kinetico water treatment system. And now when I get out of the shower, I no longer look like I just got a spray tan. That's a rusty water joke. Instead, I have cleaner, softer skin. Aquarius does it all. In addition to water treatment, they do heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. Find them at AquariusHomeServices.com. Hey guys, welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Wow, Steve is a man about the town lately. Did you go out last night, Donna? 
What uh, what Twin Cities restaurant were you at last night? I wasn't actually. Oh my god! I went for a walk though. Well, I walked from the car into the restaurant. (laughs) Which restaurant? Uh, So we went to it was it was very nice. We went to Winchester and Rye in Victoria. Oh, it sounds fancy. Cute little downtown Victoria for people who know. I love Victoria. Victoria, it's a really our friend Bobby lives in Victoria. Oh, that's right, Bobby Jensen. I should have looked around. He might have been there. Uh, although that might be one of the restaurants he's banned from. I'm not sure. <laughs> we can. Um, it, so this is actually at the former site of Anki Brewing. Like, do you remember Anki Brewing Company? A craft beer mm-hmm. company. And they were headquartered there. And then they moved down the road in Victoria. But I remembered, I was like, I think this is that building. And I confirmed that it was that building. But they've done a really nice job in there of getting it fully decked out. It's cool where cool. we were. And I was there with uh, our big boss, the Sea Monster. Dan oh, Seaman. He's great. Um, and then his wife, Cindy, was there. She's great, too. And then he happens to be, you know, neighbors and longtime friends, and he and his wife, with Paul Borkert, one of the guys who's running the Canopy Group, who you guys hear me tell you about all oh, the sure. time. Uh, so he and his wife, Christy, were there. And then Lou and I went. And he had just, it was like a non-business dinner, but it was just like, hey, Paul and I live near each other, and you live kind of near us. We should all get together and bring our wives and just have dinner. So uh, it took some rescheduling. We finally got to it last night, though. And we, we went in there, and it was it was really cool. The inside of it, too, the spot where we were sitting had this really cool prince-like, prince-purple couch. So you know how you have the long booth against the window and then, yeah. the, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. chairs on the other side? So the ladies were on this, like, really cool prince-like couch. They've got – it was funny. I was talking with one of the owners – at the end of the night, and we were like, wow, that's a beautiful chandelier. And she's like, oh, that's 200 years old, and here's where we got it from. And all oh, these... Oh, cool. Everything had a story, and they've been in the restaurant business forever. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's a really cool spot. And, and it's it, quaint outside seating. You know, it looks really neat. Yeah, and there... I'm sure you didn't notice that. We since, Yeah, we ate inside last night. Since it's... Beautiful. Weather. 20 degrees. Um, but it was it was really great, and the you know the service was wonderful. Uh, the food was great. Uh, they brought out some desserts for us at the end. It was like surprise cheesecake. Here's fondue. Ooh. It was really it was really great. And so if you're if you're in and around, you know, I'd only other been to a couple other restaurants in Victoria. I've so only been close. to Floyd's. Okay, so you've been to Floyd's. I'd been to Noble Lion, and then I believe right down there, um, I think it's still there, is School of the Wise. Okay. Kind of like a, it's got a cozy vibe to it. But Winchester and Rye, Twin Cities Live had been doing a shoot there maybe a year ago. And then I crashed the shoot. I knew that Kelly Hansen uh, was there. And I was like, hey, look, this is right down the street from me. And then I just putzed around there for a little bit and then I left. But it was my first time being in there. And now here we are more than a year later and we finally go there. And it was just cool. It's got a, it's got a cool vibe in there. Do you guys not go out to eat a lot? Not a lot. No, not at all. Hmm. And when you do, do you bring the kids? Not a lot. <laughs> See, we there. Some of you parents, and we out thank there, you for that. <laughs> <laughs> some of you parents out there, you're like the restaurant people, and you just deem from the onset we're going to be restaurant people, and that's great. Two things for us, you know, we roll six deep, and so going to a restaurant in general, mm-hmm. you're you're paying, right? Yes. You're paying, and once you multiply even a kid's bill tab by six. It gets pretty expensive. Yeah. Uh, so the, in, in addition to that, they're getting closer now, but we've always had at least one kid for the last 12 years right. who's in the difficult to handle for a sustained period of time in a restaurant setting. And Dev is that guy now. Right. He's three. The 7, 10, and 12-year-old, 
They're cool. They can handle themselves in a restaurant. They know to sit down and not get up and start running around. And so my thinking is, tell me why. In fact, as we were leaving, they said, oh, next time bring your kids. And I said, no, no, thank you. We'll come back, but we won't be with our kids. Because if I'm going out and I'm paying for a meal, so I'm paying more money for dinner than I would if I ate at home. Right. I want that to be a pleasant experience. I don't want to feel like, oh, we came here, the food is good, but we felt like we had to publicly manage the children the whole time (laughs) and then the vibe of the table. Whereas if a kid gets up and starts running around and wanting to play with dinosaurs or push a car around during dinner at home, that may not be ideal, but it's not a big problem. Right. If you're at a restaurant, big problem. I always get the kid who's in a booth with his parents, right? Yeah. Uh, And I'm facing... The kid turns around in the booth and then he wants to play peekaboo. (laughs) <laughs> forever yes forever but they've kind of got him like against the wall yeah but that's so not to say out. he can't crawl under he can the table under. exactly all you need anyway. is mom and dad to get caught up in conversation at one point and then he goes under hey i want to give a shout out okay to listener renee hey renee uh, renee was there with her buddy jenny it was jenny's birthday happy birthday jenny but as she was leaving she came over and said hello and she said um that she's really she's paying attention to the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Oh, really? I don't know that she was wishing me luck or you luck. It's a tight battle that we're in. The game happens every day at 1030. Yeah. I encouraged her. We'll see if Renee takes me up on it. I said, call in 1026. Yes. Give oh, us let's a see call. who she picks. That so, would be fun. Yeah. So, Renee, if you're listening, give us a call at 1026 at 651-641-1071. But that's right. great. Great. Now, back to the show. All right. Um, the makers of Stranger Things, the Duffer Brothers... Uh, they are going to do a show where elderly people fight an otherworldly menace. Oh. So, I don't know how much we know about this, but I I think it's going to be about a retirement community and the residents there in New Mexico. And they have to band together to stop some, like I said, otherworldly menace. That wants to steal the one thing they don't have much of. And that, my friend, is time. I kind of want to watch. So they said, while the heroes in the burrows have a few more years on them than the kids from Stranger Things, they are similarly lovable. They're a lovable bunch of misfits. Mm -hmm. And they said they can't wait for us to join the adventure. And it's going to turn scary and funny and deeply touching. I think this actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah. And we've got faith in the Duffer Brothers. Sure. With their ability to tell a story that... As long as they're not stealing from other writers. What? Yeah, we don't talk about that anymore, do we? Not really. Somebody initially was like, wait a minute. I kind of had this story. Yeah. What's going on here? Remember when I met you at a party and I told you this whole idea I had? And then you went? And created a Netflix show based entirely on it. What? Donna. Not them. It's a different Duffer Brothers. Anyway, uh, no word on when it's going to be available or anything like that, but I'm in. I would watch that for sure. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Thank you. How's it going to steal time from them? Just kill them? Well, there's the end of the show. Da, right. da, 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 da. <laughs> Maybe they do something. There's some kind of mystical power that they have that, you know. You know how when I'm just gonna go dark. No, do it, no, Donna. No do it, Donna. Donna. You know when people, you know, see the cat, the retirement community cat come on their bed 
<laughs> you oh, know what right. I'm talking about? Yeah, Ollie? yeah. And yeah, then that like, means that person's about to die. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That was a thing for mm-hmm. a while, I guess. I, I always get a thing. So maybe it's going to be something like that. That like they'll have clues. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, I've been hit up by the otherworldly menace. Hmm. There's a cat on my bed. Hmm. I thought maybe they'd be messing with like ventilators or oxygen. But that would just be trying to kill them. I think there has to be something different about how they do it. You know what I mean? Like to freak them out and be so that they're like, no, now I really need to fight. Yeah. Because I've got a ticking time bomb on me. And how will these people fight back? Because typically if you're in a... Canes and walkers. <laughs> yeah. But your arm strength, if you're in a nursing home, usually has been compromised. That's when you use the tools. Right. I don't know. I can't I don't wait. know. Anyway. Uh, so, what, do we know anything else about Jamie Foxx recovering? Not really. I mean, outside of the fact that he's still hospitalized. Um, yeah, that's kind of worrisome. And there was, there was a, like a, News, not, let me say, a fake news report. There were Twitter people who were making a guess as to what had happened to Jamie Foxx last week. Um, but it's not, it doesn't even bear repeating because there hasn't been any official word from the hospital. It's funny, sometimes the hospital will jump out, right? When they have a yeah, famous see the doctor person come there. Out, yep. And hey, here's what's going on. Here's who we have. Here's what's really happening. Um, so anyway, it's, I guess, a, a wait and see there. But... I hope it's, uh, I want to say I hope it's not too serious, but it feels serious if, in fact, he is still in the hospital a week later. Yeah, apparently CNN reported that doctors were running tests and trying to figure out exactly what happened. So something happened. Mm -hmm. They're trying to figure out why. Um, yeah, and people says he remains hospitalized. That's of last night. This was after they ran the headline that Martin Lawrence saying Jamie Foxx is doing better after a medical complication. But he didn't really offer anything else besides that. He just said, I hear he's doing better. So, um, you know, hoping good things. Martin Lawrence, by the way, was getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, yeah. Yesterday. Oh, remember that show? That was a good show. I remember watching that as a kid and just I liked laughing that show. so much. And Martin, the character Martin in the show, who was a radio DJ in Philly, yep. was so animated and so expressive. Like nothing he ever did was understated in that show. And then what I particularly loved, he played the neighbor Shanene. <laughs> but it was right. still, it was just Martin in a wig. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh, it was and funny. And was he the damn Gina yes, guy? Yes, damn Gina. All the funny. time, that's the thing. Nothing ever understated with Martin. I love Lawrence it. Lawrence on Martin. All right, we got to go. We're going to come back, though. Uh, we saw something. We're saying something. We'll tell you what Elon Musk is up to with those blue check marks. Oh, three people are getting freebies. Yep, and it ain't us. Okay. Tell you that okay. right now. And people got duped by a fake mask for babies. We'll tell you about that. We got a story out of Florida all coming up. Take-
Donna and Steve, this is Friday mode. Yes. Woo. And it's a toothpick Friday. On the fours, we're giving away a toothpick. Oh, I love Call it. Call four. <laughs> 651-641-1071. Call please, now. No, please don't, don't call me. Just see please. if they call, Holly. Holly. No, I'm not going to answer it, and I'm going to block it right now. There oh, we go. Oh, no. Forget it. Don't call us. Don't call. See how you are, Steve. There's the fun hater, Holly. Sorry, guys, about you not getting your toothpicks. <laughs> right. I tried. Usually it's his and hers, like, ors. Uh, yeah. or, oh, usually right. ors, and it's a BYOK. Bring your own kayak. <laughs> All right, we got stuff to go hey, to. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. I hope there are other people who sing along to that intro. Oh, they intro. do. They do. I hope there's little kids in the car singing along to that. Kids? Come on and party Call tonight. now. Six no. five. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, so Elon Musk strikes again. Yesterday, he started removing all those blue check marks from Twitter accounts that aren't paying their $8 a month. Okay, all right. Man yeah. of his word, I guess. But some people who... There are some people who are like, okay, fine, take my blue check mark, whatever. My fans are still going to come to my page. I don't need you. Um, But Elon said that he is, quote, unquote, personally paying for a few Twitter blue uh, subscriptions for celebrities. And he clarified that it's only for the following. Okay. William Shatner, LeBron James. Okay. And Stephen King. I wonder how we chose those three. I wonder as well. Maybe they're supportive of him. It is worth mentioning that he says he's paying, but what he means is he's probably just comping them there. He's just giving it to them. Yeah, yeah. They don't Not to, charging they them. They don't have to send the $8 PayPal. Well, Stephen King, who uh, isn't afraid to speak his mind... He didn't seem too excited about it. He said, my Twitter account says I've subscribed to Twitter Blue. I haven't. My Twitter account says I've given a phone number. I haven't. To which Elon replied, you're welcome. Namaste. Hmm. Ice-T also joined in and said, thanks, Stephen. Don't believe the hype. As of last night, Ice-T Still has his blue check mark without subscribing, and he said the fact that we're even discussing blue check marks is a sad moment in society. Um, let's see here. But also, Halle Berry, Sierra, Beyonce, yeah. Lady Gaga, Kim Kardashian, and the game, they lost their blue check marks. So they don't have those anymore. And, and like I said, here's a perfect example. Sierra said blue check or no check. I know my fans will still check in. Uh, yeah, Tom Hanks, no blue check mark. I try think, try the rock. I think Will Smith, no blue check mark. All right, let me check the rock. I'm going to check the rock right now. See if he has one. I mean, it's just like a statusy thing. Like, who cares? Although, no blue check mark for the it rock. It does tell you that you're actually speaking to a verified celebrity, I guess. Because I've followed some fake accounts before, or not the actual person. Right. I've done it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. 
is largely my commentary on Twitter over the last few months since Elon Musk has taken over. I don't know. There are parts of what he's doing and his approach that seem interesting. They seem like, okay, you're sort of messing with the system because you're saying whether or not you know it, there's already a system in place and there are bots out there and they're telling you what's trending. And so he's like, there's a thing uh, that is interesting that I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And there's another part of me that is like, what is going on here? I think I feel that way about both ways. What's going on here? Intrigued. <laughs> and what's going on here? This is a mess. And what are you doing? You know, it's just, it's bizarre. He seems like he's exper- like it's a social experiment. Right. To him. Yes. And I yes. think if well someone put. came in and said, we'll, yes. we'll buy it, he has said that he would, he would sell it to the right person for the right number. I don't know if he looks at this with, uh, I, I would imagine he looks at his Twitter purchase with some measurable level of regret. Correct. Right. Which is why he's charging. Well, yeah, he's just, lo- he's thinking if a bunch of people buy the blue, I'll be able to put an earnings report out about Twitter. Right. That is great. Correct. The stock goes yes. up. My value goes up. Right. Holly, you have Twitter thoughts? Oh, well, <laughs> it was a dumpster fire before. It's even more of a dumpster fire now. Yeah. It's just, you know, the sad thing I think about Twitter is, one, that Twitter has been a very useful website to give Needed information to folks in a very quick way. Quick way. I agree. You know, I'm talking about like news stories, weather situations, situations, all of that kind of stuff. It's been a really great way to communicate news quickly. And now it's just I really I don't personally use it outside of like a few things. My algorithm is messed up. So it's like I don't just like I don't want to deal with it. Elon Musk as a person, not a fan. Uh, Elon Musk as a business person, also not really a fan mm. personally. It's just mm-hmm. not my thing. I'm like, oh yeah, great. You launched that SpaceX rocket into space yesterday, it blew up and all the trash went into the wildlife sanctuary. It's a weird place. You're right. I do <laughs> go to Twitter to go back to how people do use it. If there's a bad thunderstorm, I go to Twitter. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah because okay. there are local meteorologists who tweet out information, and they know if you're not around a TV, you're going to go on Twitter. But you have to follow them. Well, yes. Yeah, right, but you but could also, you can just search them, or you can search, you know. Hashtags. Twin Cities sure, weather, right, whatever, okay. and boom, it can pop right up. Right. Got it. And that's really great. And it's still functionally, it still provides that, you know, because there have been, look, we've had right. a lot of weather situations happening in the past couple of months. And rest assured, you can find that information on Twitter. Yeah. What if we made it only, here's our suggestion to Elon Musk. What if we just made it a weather account? Just late breaking weather. That's critical. If you just made it like a real public service of like, you need to know this. Here's something you need to know. Okay. Because its use factor in those moments really is high. Yes, absolutely. Without a doubt. Pre-Elon Musk, whether Elon owns it, the guy before it owned it, Jack Dimitrov or whatever, or whoever owns it next, I have largely viewed it as Holly has, which is as a dumpster fire. Because if you if you view America through Twitter's lens, 
you think America is a total dumpster fire. However, yes. if you view America through your neighborhood, you don't view America as a dumpster fire. And there's a real dissonance as to, and the same thing goes, I could argue, for all of the 24-hour news outlets. Not to say that there aren't big imperfections and problems and topics that need to be discussed, but if you look to those places, they can give you a real negative view of what life is like. And then when you step out in your community, you think, this doesn't feel like Twitter. This well, doesn't feel like the news cycle told me it Depends feels. where you live. Yeah, and also, <laughs> Steve, clearly you don't use the Nextdoor app. No, <laughs> never. Oh, my God, don't even never. get me started on that. Listen, never in my life. I have heard from people, maybe that's the only thing more negative than Twitter. Is the next door app because that? But then they bring Twitter. They try to bring Twitter to their community. It Why doesn't the hell matter is that what what happens. What somebody says, somebody could just post a picture of a pretty bird, and then the, there'll be a couple of comments, and then the third person will be like, "You know, by feeding those birds, <laughs> oh my they're God. an invasive species." And then another person, leave the bird alone. I mean, it's just so awful. It's an awful, awful place. Yet it serves a purpose. If you, but you have to get you through all to, those muddy waters. To, yes, yes. Like a, you have to sift through it all. Oh, like it, a strainer. It is so funny. So many times I want to comment, and I'm like, I don't do it, Donna. I don't, don't, do, don't do, it. do it. Then you're one in time. It. I made co- a comment about fireworks. Oh lord! One time, <laughs> would you say like, I wish they would stop setting? I them was out. like, you're hey, upsetting the dogs. It's like eleven o'clock on a Tuesday. It's not a holiday. And what you were being anti-American? No, I said something about somebody going through a midlife crisis. (laughs) Okay, so you picked a fight about somebody's dad going through. Yes. (laughs) And how were you? I didn't post that, but I commented on on something, and I'm like, I'm sorry. At eleven o'clock at night on a Tuesday, when people have to go to work, we don't need to hear. (laughs) You know what I mean? Did anybody respond to your comment? Oh yeah, they were like. Oh, fun hater, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. Anti-American. Yes. Yeah. All of that. It's like... I bet you hate hot dogs, too. But then, you know, then that turns into, you know, there are people with PTSD who this is terrible for, which is a legitimate thing. May I restate what I would like to say? Maybe it's... You have 30 if you seconds. view the world online, on Nextdoor, on Twitter... Then it seems dark. And if you get out in real life, it feels different. A little better. But I feel like neighborhoods are also representative of a bigger. And I feel like Twitter is not representative of the neighborhoods, largely. Okay. Bye, Holly. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.